In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Reyes Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You deserve inner peace. No, really, you do. Visit BetterHelp and see if online therapy is for you. Q-Code and Crooked Media present Edith, starring Rosamund Pike. Created by Gonzalo Cordova and Travis Helwig. I should fill you in. There'd been some developments. Since last we spoke, Lansing went to the press with some vile insinuations about the president's health. Hello, Senator Hello. Walsh. Senator yeah, Walsh. We just get some cover from Just some questions. positive coverage. Some cover would be yes, great. Senator Gore, Please, I assure Senator you. Walsh. I assure you. Fuck. That's half our votes on the league. Gone. Ma'am. Losing support from our own party, that's how things end. Are you okay? Yeah, yes. Solutions, solutions. All ideas welcome, except bad ones. Sorry, overheard a little from the other room, but um, I uh, may have a suggestion. It had been weeks since Senator Falls' visit, but ever since Trudy had kept to herself. I may have overcompensated. Oh my god, Trudy, please come in. Share your wonderful idea. So, um, you know those movie magazines I read? Like Photoplay or Motion Picture or Movie Weekly or Picture Play um, or Motion Picture am, Weekly? Am I needed Quiet, for this? Quiet, Go ahead, dear. Or Moving Picture Journal or Silver Screen? No, sweetie, skip that part. Sorry. So this morning, I read that a reporter asked this actress... What is your preferred breakfast? Grapefruit, darling. Grapefruit. And guess what I ate this morning? Grapefruit? Seven of them, and I feel great, darling. So maybe a reporter can ask Woodrow, how are you so strong, Mr. President? And he'd say, because I eat oats. Then everyone reading is like, that Lansing is a liar, and the president is strong thanks to oats. Trudy, are you suggesting we twist the respectability of journalism to plant an unprecedented piece of fluff about the president of the United States and what, uh, debase this office? You're right. I shouldn't have brought it up. No, no. That's clever. That's really shrewd. It's just risky. I wonder if Woodrow could... You know, I'd been protecting Woodrow for so long. From outsiders, from the public, from the press. He'd made so much progress lately, but I had to be sure. For his legacy. Woodrow? Woodrow? You awake? Mm, Yeah. Are you writing something? A letter to Nell. She was asking for something or other. Woodrow, if if we were to bring someone in, a a reporter, to talk with you and 
ask you questions. Do you feel capable of taking their questions? Yes. <laughs> yes, of course, Edith. <laughs> I can handle a few questions. I'm, uh, well, I'm, I'm answering one right now. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I thought so. And that's why we were here. In a room full of journalists, the air thick with halitosis. Talent scouting for America's first presidential puff piece. Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad we're here to honor the true heroes, like myself, journalists. Thank you for the invite to this fine banquet, Ralph. I also stand for journalism, truth, etc. Wonderful. I'm sorry for Lewis up there. That's right. We are the true heroes. Not the firefighters, or the troops, or doctors and nurses, or teachers. Journalists. Well, he'd do anything for a Pulitzer, which is a good thing. His last name is Pulitzer. All right. This is Ralph Pulitzer. His family started the thing where they give those giant coins to journalists. How can I refuse an invitation from you after we received so many kind words in your fine newsprint? All right, all right. Uh, enough of me. Here he is, famed war correspondent and my co-worker, the dangerously young Tobias Clarence. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Excuse me, love. I want to be in my seat for this. He's a big part of the reason I came here tonight. <laughs> I know. My wife loves him, too. I did not love him. I just wanted to use the guy, which is honestly what every other woman in Washington wanted to do, too. Thank you again, Mr. Seibold. Oh, what That's an introduction, him, right? right, folks? He's young. I got so used to everyone in Washington being like 48. I want it noted I chose to ignore that that is my exact age. It means the world to me that a member of your wizened generation would come here tonight to pass the torch. Damn, what little shit. Yep, he's perfect. I want to talk today about our role in shaping the sun broke over the German line. I knew light would soon hit America. Thank you. God, people will applaud anything as long as you end it with America and thank you. Mr. Clarence, what a wonderful speech. I simply had to be the first to shake your hand. Wow, Madam First Lady. I have to admit, I'm a little surprised you're being kind to me right now. Wait, why are you surprised? No, you haven't heard? Tomorrow's edition. My interview with Lansing, it's... You're what now? I interviewed Lansing. It'll be on the front page of the you Washington... interviewed Lansing? The man's a disgruntled, dismissed, disgraced ex-employee uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. who... Do you have a statement specifically about his accusations in the Stop press? Stop writing that down. Trudy, come on, we're leaving. Did Tobias agree? We agreed to disagree that he should drink poison. Oh, okay. But they did just give me some nice Earl Grey and some cookies. You don't need the caffeine, but bring the cookies to go. Where's that damn driver? Hey, look, isn't that the nice old man we just saw speak? It's a black Chevy, 490. I've been waiting 20 minutes. I could have sworn we brought that car out already. Did you give my car to someone else? I'm not at liberty to, to You red-vested, blotchy-eyed car secretary. Either I'm driving out of here in a black Chevy 490, or I'm climbing on your back and riding you out of here like a pack donkey. Got me? Oh, damn. I like him. Trudy, I need your cookies. All of them? Yes. We just found our journalist. Honey, Dr. Grayson told me make sure you eat lunch and take your pills before today's interview. Huh? Oh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how are you feeling today? Good. Good. <coughs> Woodrow. Woodrow, are you okay? Are you okay? Yes. 
<coughs> piece of pineapple decided to reroute itself toward my lungs, but I'm fine, Edith. Oh, God. Sorry, I'm just nervous. It's just for months it was like it was all about keeping people out, and now we're, we're bringing a journalist in. It's a lot. Journalist? Oh, yeah, that's today, isn't it? Yes, it's today. Oh, good. Wonderful. Ma'am, you're needed. Right now? Tumulty Seibold will be here within the half hour. I'll be right back, honey. Trudy, I need you to greet Seibold for me. What are you drinking? Just hot water with lemon. Oh, good. Not caffeinated. The last thing we need is more stress today. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven, a geoengineered paradise that protects fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Rhea Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Just to be clear... You're not going to lose my coat, right? Sir, in the 130-year history of White House staff accepting visitors' coats, we haven't lost a single thread. Of course, except that one time the British burned the building down. You better hope so, because I've ruined more lives than the British Empire, and that's saying something. Mr. Seibold, welcome to the White House. Hello. Who the hell are you? Why, I'm Mrs. Grayson, wife of the Dr. Admiral Grayson, the personal physician to the President, and also I am the First Lady's friend best friend. Uh-huh. Where the hell is she? She is indisposed at the moment, but alas... Wow. Look at that. What are you looking at? Do I have something on my face? Yes, you do. My grandpop's eyes. Seeing you up close, your eyes are exactly like my grandpop's. Wise, respectable. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Grayson. So I, uh... very old. Like on his deathbed. You have those deathbed eyes. Yeah, sweetie, it's just from a lifetime of wishing I were dead. Shall we join the president? He's just about to start a movie. That was Dr. Grayson's idea, that we could ease Woodrow into his interview by starting him with mental stimulation. Doctors back then were mostly just guessing. I mean, let's face it, they still are. Mrs. Grayson piloted this correspondent through the hallowed White House corridors into the East Room, converted into a majestic movie palace where two figures were silhouetted in the dark. One figure, seated in the office chair, was the president, the most loved and most hated man in America. The other, gentle in mien, charming in pose, standing with her left hand on the back of his chair, was the first lady of the land, Mrs. Wilson. 
Mr. Seibold, I'm thrilled you're here to mark this unprecedented first, a day in the life report of a sitting U.S. president. As long as I also get my in-depth interview. That was the deal. Seibold writes my puff piece, and we grant an exclusive, rare, wide-ranging interview with the president. You will, Mr. Seibold. In fact, Woodrow read your questions, and they've all been approved. That's unfortunate. I might need to write up some meaner ones, then. The movie, a Bill Hart Western, delighted the president. <laughs> oh, look what that man says there on the screen. They told me this job weren't no better roses, and I'm telling you, she ain't. <laughs> oh. Is that how you feel, Mr. President? Ah, hmm. uh, yes. I'd trade with a cowboy right now. Go outside, ride, at least go for a nice drive in a car. God. Is there a reason you can't go for a car ride? <laughs> the president is so busy with the League of Nations. You understand. But not too busy to watch a film. <clears throat> Ma'am, you have some urgent first lady business to attend to. Excuse me, gentlemen. Enjoy the cowboys. I hope they win. What was Grayson thinking? A movie? It's so suspicious. Be honest. Does the president seem capable of handling this interview to you? Maybe we just need to trust him a little. Ma'am, there's an urgent matter. Out with it, quick. We've received pushback after a report that Woodrow decided to strike a request to place racial equality in the league agreement. Pushback? From who? Certain, uh, people are connecting it to his decision to resegregate the federal government. Oh, damn it. Not now. Racial equality doesn't sound so bad, right? Why not just put it back in, then everyone's <sighs> happy? Trudy, dear, some things sound good, but aren't. Like angel food cake, a resort at Niagara Falls, or racial equality. Trust me. If you say so, Edith. Tomati, start drafting up some responses to this mess. I need to get back to Seibold. It's a small pet peeve, but I hate it when journalists start asking questions. We didn't stage the day's events. The appointment with Dr. Grayson was coincidental. We wanted to keep everything as natural as possible. Why, Mr. President, not only are you in excellent shape, you have gained a healthy 20 pounds. Oh, hmm. Good. Wait, did the president lose a lot of weight after his fall? No, we never said that. Um, the president has just been working out, a building muscle. Isn't that right, Mr. President? Hmm? Yes. I wish I were half as healthy as the president. Compared to him, I could die any minute. <laughs> All of us could. You could, sir. Yeah, well, after I write this story, a few of you might want me dead. <laughs> uh, that was funny. The photographer must be here by now. He's healthy. Let's move on. Back when I started, people didn't need pictures in the newspapers. They did this little thing called reading. Yeah, sure. Let's be upset at the concept of photography. Ah, yes. Photography. An old one's treasured memory engraved on glass to keep the dying past alive. Huh. James A. Tweedy. His daguerreotype poem. Am I right? Yes, sir. 1853, you must be a fellow poetry lover. I wouldn't say I love anything, but it is one of the few things that doesn't make me want to die. Oh, hey, Edith, the photographer is already waiting inside. Great, do you mind helping them find Woodrow's good side? I, I, I just wanted to share a quick word with you, Seibold. How are you feeling about the profile piece? I'm mostly looking forward to the interview. Oh, wonderful, because I have some good news. It's already done. What's this? It's your interview, it's really good. I... I thought my questions were approved, yes, and I... Yes, they were, and now they're answered. The president prepared it all beforehand. It's really an incredible read. Pulitzer-worthy. <laughs> you don't understand, Mrs. First Lady. You can boss around all the little peasants in your castle, but I don't work for you. I understand, I work for... but Woodrow is a very busy man, Mr. Seibold. He's the president. If this is an issue, 
please feel free to talk to your boss and tell him that you failed to get your interview despite having more time with the president than any journalist before you in the history of the presidency. Or we can go right in there and take a nice photo. Which will it be? Take the damn photo. On a summer night, Douglas Wagg Jr. lay motionless across a strip of railroad tracks before being struck by an oncoming train. I'm investigative journalist Delia D'Ambra, and my investigation into exactly how Doug died took me into the depths of a bizarre mystery. It was really hard to understand what was fact and what wasn't. A mystery that has led me from one suspicious death to another. Listen to CounterClock now, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, Mrs. Grayson. I didn't realize you were out here. Mind if I smoke? Not at all. Just drinking Earl Grey. The caffeine isn't too much for me. I like it. How's the interview? But it's fine. Nice weather, huh? Yep, pretty nice. Wow. Okay. Like giving cocaine to a mouse. Actually, Trudy, something I noticed is that the First Lady is, um... Has she always been this strong-willed? She's strong. Real strong. People never gave her what she wanted, so she found ways to get it anyway. That's Edith. (laughs) The President can't even go for a little drive anymore without her say-so. You know what, sweetie? I love talking to you. I wondered if you could talk about some of the business Edith keeps wandering off to attend to today. Okay, Mr. President, Mrs. First Lady, hold still for a moment. Woodrow, hold the paper still. I am holding it still. No, it's shaking, Woodrow. These cameras will blur this motion. Just one more moment, and... Did it... Did it work? I thought there'd be a flash or a noise or something. Was it the paper? No, Mrs. Wilson. Something appears wrong with the camera. Can I have five minutes, Mr. President? That's more time than we gave the ambassador from Romania, and they were at war, but sure. Thank you, uh, Mr. President. Trudy, look into my eyes. Your grandpa's eyes, right? Would you lie to him on his deathbed? Uh, no, no lies. What's really going on here with Edith and Woodrow? If you're thinking Edith sees you as a sad old man she can manipulate, you're wrong. She doesn't. She respects us. You, all of us. <laughs> you know who also seems like a sad old man? The 28th president of the United States. Teddy Roosevelt. What? No. Woodrow Wilson. Sorry. Sometimes Teddy Roosevelt just pops into my mind, but... Uh, but... Woodrow's not a sad old man. He's a good president. (laughs) Thanks for the intel. I must say, Mr. President, you've really impressed me with your strength today. Agreeing to a sit-down interview, so many of your detractors in Congress are much too cowardly for something like that. Why do people assume that just because I'm in a hallway dealing with important matters that I can't hear them conspiring against me? I'd love to take you on a drive before... Looks like the photographer is ready. Yep, all good. Ready. Oh, wonderful. A fractal blink of time preserved and saved so that the tableau at moment would survive. Uh, yeah, sure. We can do that. Okay. Let's get into pose. Woodrow, put the paper down. I'm not a child, Edith. Woodrow. I said stop it. I'm not a child. Should I? Two seconds. Woodrow, listen to me, please. As your wife, I'm asking you, put the paper down. Or let me help you. Let me help you steady you. That's what I'm here for, to steady you. To show you in the best light. Do you trust me? Okay, Edith. You win. Thank you, Woodrow. I love you. And... 
There we go. Sorry about the delay. We're done here? Yes, ma'am. I'm all done. Excellent. Mr. Seibold, the interview is over. Thank you. I'm sorry. I thought I had White more... White House staff will see you out now, Mr. Seibold. Thank you. I'm sorry, sir. I'm not sure where your coat went. This has never happened <sighs> before, I swear. Here's what we're going to do. You're going to go back in there and get me a coat. I don't care if it belonged to George fucking Washington. Do you hear me? Seibold. Mr. President? I have your coat. I had staff bring it to me because I wanted to ask you a question. Would you care for a drive? A little birdie told me there's some controversy today, and I'm wondering about the decision to strike racial equality from the League. What was your thinking? Mr. Seibold, I have been saving my energy all day for a question as intelligent as that. It's simply a matter of avoiding friction. The same reason for allowing segregation in certain federal Edith departments. Edith and I both grew up in Virginia and are in <laughs> The truth is, domestic slaves were almost uniformly dealt with indulgently and even affectionately the by their masters. Merely with mischief or pranks, initially. Understandable. As to the safety of setting free a body of men so large yet That's so ignorant the in the moderate about. use of freedom, America needs to lead the world. Just like domestically, men like myself must lead the country. Wow, thank you, Mr. President, for such a comprehensive answer to my one question. I wanted to... What the hell was that? I, I believe a car just swerved in front of us. Cybold! Woodrow! Edith! Cybold, get out of that car now! Edith! Jesus Christ, what the hell is going on? You kidnapped the President! That's treason! Treason? Are you insane? Please, please, the yelling. Mm. It gives me a headache. No one kidnapped me, Edith. We had a nice conversation, that's all. Oh, and what did you say to him? Does it matter? It'll never see print. How do you know that? Because the American people don't want to think about all that. Half of what he told me, he's already wrote into books no one reads. No offense, Mr. President. That's not what I'm here for. Well, what do you want, then? Access, Mrs. Wilson. You guys get some information, gossip, who's in, who's out. Bring it to me first. I haven't had that in years. That's what I want. I said it's fine as long as what he prints meets our approval. Edith, does that sound fine? I... That does actually sound fine. Mr. Seibold, my apologies and... Congratulations. Congratulations on what? This year's Pulitzer Prize in reporting is awarded to the New York World for both their interview and groundbreaking profile with President Woodrow through the work of reporter Louis Seibold. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, wow, I'm just, uh... <laughs> Speechless. I mean, who wouldn't be? Having their name attached to something so Pulitzer-worthy. It had been a rough few months, seeing Woodrow in bed, away from the office, his seat of power, which felt unnatural without him on it. The chair's been waiting for you, Mr. President. Thank you, Madam First Lady. <laughs> <laughs> but now it was hard to dispute. Woodrow was back to his old self. How does it feel? Ah, oh, it feels good. Quite good. Thank you for keeping it warm, honey. Of course. It was all for you, Woodrow. I'm so glad you're back. It was time for him to return to where he belonged. Is this... is this chair different than it was before? Hmm? What's that? Nothing. I'm sure it's nothing. Edith stars Rosamund Pike as Edith Wilson, Brandon Scott Jones as Joseph Tumulty, 
Esther Pavitsky as Trudy Grayson, Clark Gregg as Woodrow Wilson, Chris Mulkey as Louis Seibold, John Grady as Ralph Pulitzer, Andy Favreau as Tobias Clarence, Adam Conover as Dr. Carrie Grayson, Lincoln Hopp as reporter, Darren Cooper as Senator Thomas, Jay Preston as Senator Flanagan, Eddie Keller as Senator Shields, Timothy Allen Roberts as valet, Hayes Hargrove as White House staff, David Abed as photographer, Ann Rytel as presenter. Created and written by Gonzalo Cordova and Travis Helwig. Directed by Marine Barucha. Executive produced by Rosamund Pike, John Lovett, Sarah Geismer, Allison Falzetta, Rob Herding, David Henning, and Sandra Yiling. Produced by Shinyin Hiyu. Co-producer, Michelle Zarati. Original music and composition by Darren Johnson and Ashoka Tiagarajan. Q-Code Head of Music, Darren Johnson. Audio Engineering by Ryan Walsh and Ben Milchev. Edited by Neely Oftering. Sound Design and Mix by Andrew Pomeroy. Q-Code Head of Mixing, Ben Milchev. Casting Directors, Chelsea Block and Marisol Roncalli at Atomic Honey. Casting Director for Guest Roles, Andrea Bunker. Assistant Director, Kelsey Adams. Script Supervisor, Sam Beasley. Dialect Coach for Rosamund Pike, Carla Meyer. Assistant Engineering by Neely Oftering and Beatrice Noronha. Production Coordinator, Brandon Weisner and Anna Basha Yoakum. Production Assistant, Nathan Yan and Bailey Grayson. Post Coordinator, Rachel Yanover. Production Legal, Christina Bulbrook and Lindsay Keel. Production Accounting, Pin Chen Lu. Edith is a Q-Code and Crooked Media production. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. You deserve inner peace. No, really, you do. Visit BetterHelp and see if online therapy is for you. Sex. It might surprise you to know that it's been around for a while now. In fact, we are all the living, walking, breathing, talking proof that sex has been around for a long time. And over on the Betwixt the Sheets podcast with me, Kate Lister, I will be rooting around for the kinkiest, quirkiest stories in the history of sex, scandal and society. Or in other words, the best bits. Well, at least I think so. From bras to BDSM, from African warrior queens to witches, join me as I bed hop throughout time and civilizations to get under the cover with the most fascinating things that we've been doing, not to mention the downright weird. For example, did you know that men in ancient Greece were so turned on by a naked statue of Aphrodite that it had to be protected by guards? We have accounts of men trying to have sex with the statue. It caused a sensation. And that university professors once moonlighted as grave robbers? We were executing less and less people, so there was a real shortage. If you want to hear about all of this and more, then join me betwixt the sheets today, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Brought to you by History Hit. Hi, just checking in and seeing if you might want to step away from the noise of the world for just a moment and connect back to you. If so, join me on my podcast, Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion, where we'll explore mindfulness, self-love, and personal growth as I share practical insights and tools to hopefully help inspire you to start to take charge of your mental and emotional well-being. Search for Letting It Settle with Michael Gallion on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening now.